0: Well, good morning. My name is Ron Dozier. I'm the campus pastor here. Whether you're live or uh, live streaming, it's um, my privilege and pleasure to be with you again this week in this series on the book of James. James is one of my my favorite books. And I pray that uh, the Lord will just bring, continue to bring uh, the fruit of his word. Um, May it take root in our lives. So thank you so much for being here. I'm going to ask that you would grab your Bible and we're going to be taking a look in one second in chapter three and also chapter four, uh, just excited about what the Lord has shared with me that I get the privilege of sharing, sharing with you. A couple of things we believe about the Bible um, that we visually illustrate every single week. We believe that Uh, this Bible is in fact not a book, but a library. It's made up of 66 books, and it's not like any other library we believe it's inspired, internal, and true. So as a church community, we just lift it up. That's our way of saying that we submit under the authority of the word of God. And uh, you might think, that's kind of odd. And we say, yeah, it kind of is, but it's a moment of oddity that shapes our identity as a community, and before I say anything else, let's have a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for your word, and I thank you (coughs) that it's more than just words, for it points to the work that you have done for us, the work that you're willing to do in us, and the work that you do through us for the benefit of one another and the benefit of the world. So God, even now in these moments, surrender, I ask that. You would increase, Lord, that I might decrease. Allow me to preach with strength, demonstration of your spirit and power. For our faith doesn't rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power that only comes from you, O God. So Lord, have your way. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let all who agree say together, amen and amen. I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of, of game shows. And one of my favorite, favorite game shows is called To Tell the Truth. Uh, there's a, kind of a modern-day reimagination of this classic game show currently hosted by uh, Anthony Anderson. I don't know if people who heard of Anthony Anderson, but... Basically, the show kind of goes like this. There have people that are, uh, go up there, and you have to guess uh, by giving some clues. You're trying to decide who the real person is. Is everybody familiar with that show? To tell a show? Tele- okay, good, good. We track along. That's good, good. Okay. So at the conclusion, at the very end, he'll come up, and he'll say, uh, Will the real such and such please stand up? And then the person, you know, like one person that tried to fake you out, one be like, uh, and you kind of over <laughs> uh, there. But then suddenly, the real person stands up. And the one you were kind of thinking and considering, and ah, oh, I wonder who it is. You know, I ask this question. But then you, you get the reality because they stand up. Well, James asked a similar question in a passage that uh, we're going to read and Turn with me to James chapter 3 and verse 13 to see what he has to say. Let me read it for us. He says, Now who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. And see, at the heart of James' question, is a is a call can you hear it if you're a wise James says show it matter of fact he says do it James calls on us as believers to demonstrate our faith practically because our faith is designed to respond to God as a matter of fact James says a faith that doesn't respond to God is, is useless He says, faith without works is is dead. It's of no benefit. But a faith that does respond to God, it allows us to present or represent a picture of of who God is. See, it's it's more than a possibility because James wasn't big on suggestions. Uh, he, 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 out of the 108 verses, 54 of them are imperatives. So James wasn't big on trying to tell you, well, I think you should do this. He said, no, no, do this. It's not just a possibility. It's a responsibility. He commands us to do it. And the reason why is he realizes that we represent wisdom from above or we represent wisdom from above that some people can't see it it's not the wisdom like the world that comes from below we 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 represent we represent a wisdom that we have received from God and we become vessels and you're going to read about it in a second we become vessels of his of his peace i remember when i used to go outside my grandmother and grandfather used to say remember remember your name like, what the heck are you talking about this time? <laughs> remember my name? My name is Ron. Like, uh, like and, and there's a no, I remember, remember your name. Like, your name is attached to our name. When you go out there, remember that you represent a family. And like, ah. So if I want to call somebody a name, I gotta remember that I represent the name. So they don't get the wrong idea. It'll settle down in a second. You'll get it. <laughs> our actions represent the one we're connected to. And there's these two types of wisdom that's always competing for prominence in our lives. So turn, let's read James chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. It says this. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven. Did you catch that? Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, what? For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers, who sow in peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. We are to let our wisdom be expressed James says, not just from our words, but from our deeds, our but not just deeds, the deeds that are done in humility. And that word meekness or humility is the picture of a horse that's been broken and has a bridle in its mouth and is able to be turned whichever way by the person that's, that's riding it, it's, it's It's strength. We all have strength, but it's harnessed strength, strength that's willing to be moved by God, by the Holy Spirit. See, the evidence of this type of attitude is placing oneself under divine authority. Like, God, you're my authority, and I place myself under you to allow you to dictate my actions, because my actions communicate an attitude. And do I want them to see my attitude or do I want them to see yours? James says, know your source. Heaven and earth are two different environments, two different, two different realms. And the realm in which this wisdom flows flows from the pure heart of God. The wisdom From above that God gives has several characteristics like purity, meaning free from evils that I already mentioned. It has not been tainted by sin. Let's take a look at verses 17 and 18. Again, this this is the type of wisdom that we get a chance to illustrate when we come under the authority of the Lord. It says this, but the wisdom that comes from above. I feel like we ought to read that together. Amen. Sometimes my wife's a teacher. Sometimes when she wants to, she stopped doing this at home. I had to get her on about that. But sometimes when she wants us, you know, <laughs> repeat the lesson to me. So, ah, I heard it the first, but anyway, <laughs> let's read this again together. Amen. Hey, man, let's hope we, we get it. But the wisdom that comes from above or from heaven, I'm sorry, is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, Full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. It, it's, it's peaceable. It, it involves peace-loving, peace practicing, peace-yielding. Even, even when I say it, I almost want to say, Lord, thanks for that type of that type of peace. It's gentle, which means it's considerate of others. It's not just about me, but there's, a, there's an eye on, there's an other-orientedness to it. It's, it's full of mercy, meaning actively sympathetic to the needy and full of good fruits. It will produce good works. It's finally sincere, meaning authentic. It's true to appearances. What you see is really what you, what you get. No hidden, no hidden agenda. The purity that flows down from heaven into our heart produces devotion to God. It's not divided. A soul bent on seeking selfish aims. No, no, no. That's not the wisdom that we're to represent. See, that is what we get a chance. We get the privilege of representing here on earth. Wherever you are, our lives bear witness to this wisdom. You can show it at school, did you know that? If you're in school, you can show it at school. You can show it at work. You can show it at a workplace. You can show it even in the midst of conflict, things that are going on. You know, there are times when, how many people here get angry? It was just me. Yeah, we all get angry, that's just the truth, right? We get angry, but you ever said, I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind. You ever said that? Embracing the wisdom from above says, no, I'm not going to give you a piece of my mind. I'm going to give you a piece of Jesus' mind. When Philippians says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Although he had authority, he, he came and he expressed the humility because he understood that he was under the control of his heavenly father. And he is to reflect what God wants, not what I want. And you may say, well, you don't know what they did to me. You don't, know, you don't know what they did. I may not. But I sure know what he did for us. And what he can do in us and what he can do through us is letting our light shine. That people may see the good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Anybody here ever did show and tell when you was coming up? Show and tell? I used to do that. I was excited about show and tell, right? You go in and you show something and then you, you tell something. Every time something upsets you you, you, you get a chance to show and tell. You show the wisdom that comes from above, that settle down in, in, in your heart. You come under the authority of God and let, let him rule and reign. And you get to tell about the peace that he provides that causes you to react in an appropriate way not in the way that you're used to when you belong to the enemy does somebody know what I'm talking about because there are times where I do want to give you a piece of my mind uh-uh. the times when you want to give a piece of your mind you want to tell them what they feel like they need to know but it's who they need to see and experience it's the Reality of the wisdom that comes from above that we get a chance to be a witness to and illustrate what God can do through us. And the reason why we need this peace is because there's so much war and conflict going on. Everywhere we turn, there's fights. Amen. You don't have to amen, I see you, I, I see you, Yeah, see you, you know, argument in the home, argument outside the home, arguing on the job. There's conflict, there's wars, country against country. There's so much conflict going on and yet in the middle of that, James asked the question, well, who is wise among you? Well, you need to show it by deeds done in humility to be able to express what God can do in those situations. As opposed to what we really want to do. In verse, uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, let me read that. Because James was on to something. He said, well, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you don't have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight, you do not have. Because you do not ask God. When you do ask, you don't receive because you ask with the wrong motives. That you may spend it, you may spend what you get on your pleasures. See, he says there's a, there's a conflict going on. But that outer conflict is symptomatic of an inner struggle. There's, there's a fight that's happening on the inside that's showing up on the on the outside. See, the world on the one side is trying to shape us through media, through celebrity, and all of this to grab the wisdom from the world. You, you gotta get what you want. It's all about you. Demand your rights, no matter what, how it impacts anybody else. At the end of the day, it's about what you say. See, that's the wisdom that comes from the world. And we have to literally stop feeding Those lies. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Because God desires so much better from us, through us, in us, as a witness of what he can do when we come under his divine authority. It is the recognition that God knows. We heard it in the message a couple weeks ago from Pastor Talbot. God knows what's best for us better than we do. But because we don't want to accept that sometimes, there's a fight and it shows up in our relationships with other people. I grew up chasing things. Young guy in Washington, D.C., I thought popularity, materialism, all of those things would fill my life. It just as empty. Don't chase those things. What provided fulfillment was a living relationship with Jesus. Now I got peace and joy, oh my goodness, that the world tried to feed me, I could never have. But he says there's an inner conflict, there's a fight going on. And one of, one of the things is we end up making decisions without discussion. Oh, I know all about that. In the height of the pandemic, my wife, Sonia, was you know We had different things about letting our younger son, Zachary, um, do certain things. Well, I knew how she felt about letting him spend the night over people's houses. She was not in agreement. So the good son that Zachary is, uh, he came up to me, Dad, can I go spend the night at my buddy's house? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Notice he didn't go to her. He went straight to me. Of course, son. Go ahead. <laughs> go do it. He goes. She gets home. We're sitting around. Where's that? Oh, he's at his friend's house. OK. When will he be home? So with my, my, my a straight face, looking right into the eye of the storm, he'll, he'll be back in the morning. What? He'll be, he'll be back when? He'll be back in the morning. Why didn't you discuss it with me? Well, you just illustrated why I wouldn't discuss it with you. Conversation over, right? yet there were consequences oh yeah oh yeah it got real chilly real chilly around the doja household for a minute see see I let my pride negate having a discussion with my bride and when that relationship should have overruled me doing anything without having a discussion first. And that's exactly what happens when we decide to do anything without discussing it with God first. We negate what he can do. And how many people know that God can do way more than we could ever do in a lifetime, amen? But when we decide to have our own way and shut God out and we do it by not even entering into a conversation, what does that mean? That's prayerlessness. Thinking that we just let me do it because it's better to uh, ask forgiveness than permission, right? Yeah, that's, that, 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 tack that up. That's, that's worldly wisdom. And it'll get you into a conflict with God. And I don't want to be in a conflict with God. See, we can talk to God, let him lead us, and he'll give us what, we, what he desires that we have. as much better than what we could desire for ourselves. See, the wise person does as Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight. It says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, which means to take him seriously. Depart from evil. Evil type of behavior. We think it's innocent not to check in with God. God is saying, ah, that's being unwise because we don't allow him in. So this is what I wanted to share with you today. And it's, Brothers and sisters, be wise. Otherwise, you will not show what God can do. Did you get that? Be wise. Otherwise, will not show, not what we can do, but what what God can do. And he can do so much better than us. And James is so great the way that he lays this thing out. He just doesn't give you the idea But he shows you how to express it. How would this thing become manifest? Verses 6 through 10. And they read this way. But he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture said God opposes the proud. But he gives favor or grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. Come near to God. He'll come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn well. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. I just love that. He says he gives more grace. He gives this abundant grace. This gigantic grace that has the ability to meet every single need that you are going to encounter, God has it for you. When you're tempted to give somebody a piece of your mind, you can give them a piece of Jesus' mind. And you can be humble because of the grace that has flowed into your life that's still flowing into you. All you have to do is come under and submit. He says we can cultivate that type of life. And the way he does it, he said, said, do this as a daily activity. This is what we want to be doing all the time. We want to submit to the Lord, which is coming under his authority. And then we can resist the devil because when we come under his authority, he gives us the resources in order to combat the devil. The spiritual attire. He gives us the strength to be able to do that. You know, every morning when I wake up, I go to God in prayer, and I find that he's waiting right there for me. Like, come here. Like, God, thank you. Just come here. You're going to face things during the day? Come here. Something's going to upset you today? Okay, Lord, I understand that. I'm going to upset some people today. I realize that. He said, no, come come under my... Authority. Draw, draw near to God and he's going to draw near to you. You know what that means? That's cultivating this living relationship with Jesus Christ. It's, he did it all so we can have this intimacy with him. There's no greater joy that I have than coming into the Lord's presence and deciding, God, there's so many ways that I, I think that I was going to do this or that, but I, let me settle down and let you guide me because your wisdom and your direction is so much better than anything that I could ever produce on my own as believers he invites all of us to that come on in he just doesn't want us to come and listen and be around him interact intimately with him make the decision to come on in His grace flows to us and just, it just keeps on coming. And John chapter 1, and you don't have to turn there, verse 16. When you get a chance, go back and read it. John the Baptist says this thing about Jesus. He says, we receive grace on top of grace. It's this big grace that just, just keeps, it just keeps coming, coming. It, it, it's the image, like it. Anybody here ever been surfing? I did a long time ago. There's proof. Long time ago. You grab your surfboard, right? And you you go catch a wave. The wave is like that grace that God has coming. That mega. He gives more grace. He he gives you grace. It flows into our lives so that we can. Have the strength and the ability to say no to the wisdom of the world, but say yes to the wisdom that comes from above, flows from the pure heart of God. So when you get up in the morning, decide to catch that wave of grace. Stand. or Matter of fact, kneel in God's presence. And allow the grace of God to flow into our hearts. make a decision I'm going to submit to you I'm going to resist I'm going to draw near and you're going to draw near to me I'm going to my heart's going to break about the things that break your heart I'm not going to let sin rule over my life because you are my only ruler in this relationship as opposed to the one that's trying to go against the the waves instead of going with the wave the wave of grace He resists the proud trying to go against what God is doing, making decisions without discussing it with him first, instead of catching a wave. You get the picture? Choose the grace of God. There's so much conflict going on, and we get a chance to demonstrate what God can do to a watching world with a person who has wisdom. will Will you stand up? Will you stand up and lean into the wisdom and the power that's produced through cultivating that type of life? Be wise. Otherwise, we will not show what God can do. Let us pray. God, thank you for your wisdom. And thank you that It's a reflection of your presence and your power and your ability to do way greater things that we could ever do for ourselves. Help us to wake up every day and cultivate that relationship so that we can be a witness to the wisdom from above that flows from your pure heart. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Let all who agree say together, Amen. Amen. If
1: you'd rise as you're able.
2: The things God's Word says about itself is that it's a double-edged sword. I don't know about you, but there were words of that message that pierced right into my heart. God spoke to me, pointed some things out that I needed to be aware of. Maybe He did that for you. Maybe as Ron was sharing about decisions that you're ready to make, you haven't discussed them with the Lord. Guess what? We have some great discussion leaders. Our prayer team, they're going to come up front. They'd love to lead you in a discussion. That's all they want to do. You might be like, I don't, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. They can help you. It's just talking to the, to the Lord. It's discussing it with him. They'd love to discuss with you and with the Lord so that he can give you his wisdom. Because man, what a directive for us. We leave this place. We get to showcase him. Not what we can do. What he can do through us. What a privilege. What a responsibility. I pray today before you leave this place. If there's something you need to talk to the Lord about. You'll come. Pray with one of these prayer team members. Let's pray together. Father we thank you and we praise you. That you choose to use us. In spite of ourselves. It's humbling. Lord, we just ask that as we go from this place that we would be truly representatives of you, that we would invite you into the process of decision-making, that you would give us your wisdom so we could better showcase who you are and your son to this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a great Sunday.